All right, all right. Uh, welcome back to the iHealth channel, iHealth Radio. Another show, another night, another guest. And today I have a very special guest. As I always say, every night we have a special guest. This one is a little different for me specifically because just we had a nice conversation and I realized that I'm actually talking to someone that enjoys uh, something dear to my heart, which is martial arts. So we have something in common, and he's done it just about the same long term and long time that I've been doing it, various arts. So we had a nice little chat, but uh, that's not what we have him today. <laughs> we have him for a whole different purpose. Uh, he's, uh, uh, he's got a lot of stuff, a lot of talent. Uh, he runs uh, a training company. He's got a whole different you know, approach in coaching and mentoring and, and, and personal development. So, so, but I'm not going to do the talking. I'm not going to do the, the, the details on him. So we have Christopher Howard from California, very known person in, 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 in the business world and in the uh, training and motivation. So Christopher, thank you. welcome to the show. Thank you. I appreciate it. It's, um, and it's great to connect with you from a martial arts perspective because it's so neat. <laughs> yeah. Especially when there's so much history out there, you know, um, uh, my specialty uh, over the years in personal development, and I and I will say that I think that of of everything that I've learned in personal development, how to build a business, how to launch a dream, how to monetize your passions, how to uh, weigh your ideal weight, attract your soulmate, all of those things, we learn techniques and we learn tools. But I always tell people that more important than any tool that you'll ever learn is the attitude with which you apply those tools. And for me, that attitude absolutely 100% came from the martial arts. The idea of showing up every day, because you and I both know that you go in there to the dojo to train, there's times where you might have a great day where you feel on top of the world. You might have a really bad day where you got mm -hmm. the tar kicked out of you or where, you, you know, you just were abused and, <laughs> and uh, you know, but you got to keep showing up. That's it. And discipline. Yeah, it's the, it's the discipline. It's like, uh, you know, Jaco Wooling says uh, discipline equals freedom. And and for me, uh, that discipline that was instilled from a very, very early age, you know, I think uh, I started at 10, you started at nine, I think, in, in the martial arts. Correct. Um, that discipline was everything because I always tell people, I say, you know, who do you think gets the black belt? Is it the people that went to the weekend seminar on the martial arts? Is it the people that read the book, book, The Secret of the Martial Arts? Is it the people that bought the, saw the DVD, The Secret of the Martial Arts? No, they may have done all those things, but it's the person who did the work, who showed up day in, day out, who practiced over and over and over again with painstaking regularity, more often than not, the basics over and over and over again. As Bruce Lee famously said, I'd rather learn 10 kicks and practice them 10,000 times than, than do 10,000 different kicks 10 times. So we practice those basics and we show up and we do it day in, day out, day in, day out. And that's the attitude. And then there's also this attitude of perfecting something bringing something to the it's it's ultimate perfection when we learn like a kata which is a, a simulated fight between three or more people in prearranged movements and techniques when we learn these katas that look like dances there's this uh, this aspect of looking to perfect the art through that and when we take that same attitude and we lend it to the artistry of living learning and and, and implementing tools to make our business the way we want or to monetize our passion or to 
make our relationships uh, really shine or to get in the best physical health we've ever been in. When we, when we practice with that same sort of discipline and that same attention to detail and the same desire to, uh, to, make, to build something great, um, and that same warrior spirit, that same Bushido, right? That same uh, the attitude, the willingness to fall down four times, get up five. When we, when we take those attitudes and we apply it to life, uh, I believe that's where our life can truly become a masterpiece. So there's, there's definitely correlations. Well, there is. And, and, you know, it's funny that you've, you've, you've just, you describe, if there, there's a show I did before and I talked about the martial arts, some of these concepts I spoke about, and I actually use that in, 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 in sales training and training the teams because a lot of people are like, well, where do you get your, your background, your discipline? And I say, I use a lot of the martial arts concepts and they actually discipline repetition being, you know, there when you need to. And, and, and there's, there's a lot of concepts that apply to real life and business and personal development, and, and, and really that's what they are. And it, it's unique. And you notice that in a lot of martial artists. And, and funny because I've, I've, there's a lot of CEOs, a lot of executives that have the background of martial arts. Believe it or not, a lot of people may not know that, but some, many successful people have actually some martial arts you know, uh, background one way or the other, even if it's not a long term. And it does affect their, their behavior in personal life, in business, and everything else, all the behavior. Um, but, but I, I think they're, they're spectacular attitudes. And, and there was, there's one, uh, you know, when we think about tools for living, tools for making our life work, our relationships, our, our health work, uh, psychological tools, emotional tools, strategies that we can use, uh, whether it be for working out and getting the best shape of our life or whatever, attracting another, uh, attracting our ideal mate or uh, you know, growing our family in a powerful way. Uh, communication skills, leadership skills, all of those types of tools. For me, I've been a collector of those tools. It's always funny when you hear somebody that will go to a personal development seminar, they'll say, yeah, I got motivated for a little while. Uh, and then I went back to the old way of being. Well, the problem is the attitude with which they approached it, because it's not about, there's no seminar that's never going to change your life or that's going to change your life for you. There's no book that'll change your life for you. You've got to change your life. But what changes your life is the practice. What changes your life is being always in it and always practicing it. And it's kind of like in, in, if you went to a Zen Buddhist priest and you asked them, do you meditate? They'd say, yes, I meditate. And you'd say, well, are you successful at calming the chatter in your mind all the time? Are you able to live in silence? They'll say, no, it's a practice. You continue to practice it. And it's the same thing with these types of tools, same thing with the martial arts. And there was a concept that really uh, stood out to me in martial arts that uh, my instructor, my original instructor that I got my first black belt from in a style called Sung Lung Yu, which is twin dragon temple system of Kung Fu Wusu. Um, that was where I got my first black belt it was a guy named Owen Watson from out there in, on the East Coast. And one of the things that he shared with me was this concept of, uh, he called it coming out of the book. And he said, when we, when we learn katas, um, he said, you learn uh, this book of uh, this chapter of Kata, this chapter of Kata, this chapter of Kata that make up the entire book of Kata. And then you have this other book and this other book with a bunch of chapters, each chapter making up a part of it. He said, the true magic is when you stop, uh, when you when you do what's called coming out of the book, where you no longer dance the dance, but the dance dances you and you lose yourself in it. And I, I, I kind of take my approach to personal development in the same way, where it's like, we can think consciously about these techniques that we're applying. Okay, I'm going to model success in my business. So I'm gonna go and find somebody who's producing the result, reverse engineer success, 
by breaking down how did they do it, follow the same steps to create a similar result. That's a technique. It's a modeling technique that we can use to accelerate our success in business. And we might use those techniques consciously. We might think about the use of those techniques and we might use them with purpose and with volition, but where the true magic happens is where we're no longer dancing the dance, but the dance dances us. It's been fully integrated. We're practicing at a greater level of perfection. We're not thinking, we're just doing, we're just being. And in that beingness with all these tools that we've accumulated, we, we attain a level of mastery um, that really makes us truly potent in life. And, uh, and I think it was those, um, those types of understandings from martial arts that allowed me to have a, a that set a trajectory, a purpose and a target in the accumulation of techniques to, to ameliorate the quality of our life. So I know that there's this level that can be attained where we've embraced the tools, we've integrated the tools and we're simply living and being where we're, it's almost like if we're sparring in martial arts and we're not thinking about what we're doing, we're just responding. Um, and that's, that's, it's a beautiful place to get. And it's a beautiful, uh, it's a beautiful mission to have in one's own life to accumulate tools and, and get to that place of no longer dancing the dance, but the dance dances you. I love the concept actually. And I'm probably going to use that line. But <laughs> oh, please do. <laughs> it's funny because, because you, you mentioned the thing about the book and, and, you know, understanding, you know, the concept, like, you know, nobody can change you except, you know, you can learn everything, but you have to take the steps. But the, the analogy I would say is again, a book, you read the book, you can read a lot of content, but applying what's in the book is what matters and applying it regularly is really the key. And that's where practice, you know, makes perfect. And, uh, you know, it's, it's funny because you're right. You, in the analogy of martial arts, you know, when you train a technique, uh, you practice a technique, but you don't go on the street thinking like, I'm going to use technique one. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, things happen, you have to use whatever comes at you and you got to deal with it. And ultimately, the more you practice, the more things will come naturally. And that's where the dance is really dancing you. <laughs> yeah, if you're in your head thinking of what you're going to do, you're probably in the wrong space. Uh, you're not you're not being fully present to what's occurring. And it's, uh, I think it's just like any kind of sport. If somebody is a dancer, for example, and they're thinking move one, move two, move three, there's a, they're divorced from the actual experience that they're in um, where it, the dance is coming alive. And so there's this greater level of mastery. I said people look to attain mastery in something, but beyond mastery is artistry. And when we think of the artistry of living, which is really what I've endeavored to teach people that I've been, you know, I've accumulated tools and techniques. And then I teach that in our programs so that people can create a, a superior quality of life. Um, the sweet spot on the diving board for me where, uh, where I really live is helping people to identify their passions um, and then figure out how do I actually take that passion and, and turn it into my reality. How do I turn my visions and intentions into realities and results? And there are techniques for that. I, I always have to chuckle a bit when people say, uh, you know, people say, well, personal development really doesn't work. But remember, there were always people that used to say martial arts really doesn't work. But now you still see get those. Yeah, <laughs> you still get them, right? But it tests you like, really, does it work? Uh, only way to find out. I mean, <laughs> well, now, I mean, uh, fortunately, we have things like the UFC and we have things where people look and they see that technique really can win, you know? So I think that's, uh, it's given us a window to the reality that um, people that have trained and are technically trained 
uh, do win and the smaller person can beat the larger person. And, and so we've got this window into reality, probably in a way unlike anything we've ever had before, uh, and which I think is beautiful. Um, and and uh, personal development, there's no doubt though as to whether it works. It always works. Every, you know, everything that exists, whether it's a building we look at or anything else, as we know, began as a thought in our mind. We have a thought and we, we translate that thought into reality. One of the things I say to people, because oftentimes I think people make the act of creation and creating their dreams more difficult than it really has to be, but it's really simple. And they, or they'll make it more esoteric than it really has to be. I mean, for me, creating anything, you wanna create a business, you want to create a lifestyle where you get to travel the world and monetize your lifestyle by having a podcast or something like that that affords you the ability to, to live your dream life or having homes in different places. Well, building any of that type of stuff is the same as um, building a house. And if you were to build a house, it, it, you know, it's interesting because I'll, I'll get a lot of people that want to launch a business and they'll say, yeah, I want to launch this business, but I don't know where to start. And so they start going online, they start scouring online, then somebody's selling a course on e-courses and there's somebody else that's selling a course on e-books. They say you need to do that or selling goods on eBay or you gotta go do this thing or that thing or this thing or that thing. And so they start grabbing these things one by one thinking that it's gonna be the secret that's gonna change their life. But that's like saying, I wanna have a house. Uh, what do you need in a house? You need a toilet and you go and you buy a toilet. Oh, you need a sink and you buy a, oh, you need a, a window. So they go buy a window. For, that's not how you build a house. That's not how you get a house. That, uh, that's, uh, you know, the way we create the house is we have the dream. We put it on paper. We hire an architect that's built the kind of house that we want or that's designed the kind of house we wanna design. We get the architecture laid out. We hire the building team to build it. We raise whatever resources we need to so that we can fund that. And then pretty soon the house is there. Um, and it's so simple. It's, it's the, the magic. People sometimes overlook that magic. That's the magic of material creation. Um, but they overlook that. And they're looking for all the esoteric means to make it happen. Now you, you, you have the idea. You put it to paper. Now it's translated from the world of thought to the world of reality in some form, at least on paper. You, you get that design, you get a great design team, you get a great building team, you fund it, you make it, and then all of a sudden it's there. And we can do that with anything we want, anything we want to create. And um, so there's methodologies out there for creating things that, that we want. And it's not, you know, it's, it's not that difficult. It's just that sometimes common sense is not all that common. <laughs> you know? I've heard that and it, it's true. Uh, <laughs> it is, it is, I mean, it's a big problem because to your point, people may think that the basic stuff, you know, that they have it, but they don't. And sometimes they get actually more complex stuff than they should. I mean, and it just, right. things don't work out. Like, what the hell's going on? I mean, we have the joke of keep it, you know, stupid, simple, you know, kiss type of thing. And sometimes it works, but you still have to have all the, the parts that you need. Yeah. Uh, you know, Christopher, it's funny because you, you're talking about personal development. And can I, I don't know if anyone asked you this question. Yeah. If you were to simplify, what does that mean? Because I think some people may take that in a very different context. You know, they may think, what does that mean? You know, I am developed fully. I don't need anybody to, <laughs> you know, right. to, yeah. I, don't, I, I don't need to develop myself, you know. So right. if you were to define based on experience, and you certainly have done a lot of this, how would yeah. you just define it in a small, simplified format? Well, I think, I mean, we all, uh, we, we're going to develop, but it, it, a lot of what we develop, a lot of who we become is based on whatever environments we grew up in. 
Um, so we, we, we live in, the average baby makes about a million synaptic connections a second. So the neurology, when we're born, is firing off like crazy. The the, so we get all these nerve cells that are lighting up and we get these neural pathways that are lit up. And our habits in life, your habits, my habits, are nothing but actualized neural pathways. They're an order and sequence of neurons that fire off. They're like a finely grooved road. But to a large extent, that, you know, that, that mass expansion of the neurology happens all before the age of three. Right, so it's like where this is this huge explosion of neurology, and and if you think of your neurology as being like a map that lights up, you know, it's there's like super highways to certain destinations. Much of that was programmed by the age of three. Well, where did we? Where did we? What determined what super highways were lit up was the environment you grew up in. So what happens if you grew up in a war torn country like Afghanistan? What happens if you grew up in uh, in in poverty? What happens if you grew up in an environment where you had a, 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 an abusive father in the relationship with the mother, or you had you know, a, a torn up relationships or, or dysfunction? Then what happens is your programming and conditioning that you've soaked in at that early age becomes that. That's why people get further out in life and they say, I become my mother or I become my father because of what they were trained to do, what they were trained to, to perceive. And we're all prisoners of our own minds to a certain degree. Einstein said that we're boxed in by the boundary conditions of our thinking. So these, those boundary conditions are largely formed at early ages. It continues to go up until about the age of seven to nine years old. And zero to, to nine is what sociologist Dr. Morris Massey called the imprint period, where a baby is like a cookie cutter imprint of the beliefs, the values of their parents or whatever, was, whatever surrounding environment they had, they soak that stuff in. And, and so those are, our habits are largely installed from an early age. So if somebody says I'm fully developed, okay, well, maybe you are, but many of the pathways that you take are, are programmed in from whatever you soaked in at that early age. And maybe you want to go beyond that. You know, there's a concept called generational chains where negative patterns get passed down generation to generation. If you look at uh, like the Barrymores, the actors, right? You looked at Drew Barrymore, wound up in all sorts of alcoholic problems and stuff, but so was her grandfather. So we're like, it's, it gets passed down um, because they, it, it, it's been said that kids will listen to what they, their parents say, but they watch what they do and how they behave, how they show up in, in relationship to one another, how much money they make, all those things become very powerful, nonverbal suggestions for how someone should behave. Um, and so, and environment, environmental conditions will have a huge impact as well. So nonetheless, we go through life and it's been said that we're oftentimes sleepwalking through life because we're mistaking our map, our pathways that are lit up, our habitual patterns for being all that there is. But in 1933, a guy named Alfred Korzybski wrote a book called Science and Sanity. And in that book, he said, the map is not the territory. Even the best map of, of Jersey built full to scale wouldn't be Jersey. It's a representation of Jersey. Your map that you navigate the world with is not the territory. It's just a representation of the territory. But you have this unique map that's as unique to you as your thumbprint that determines the kind of relationships that you have, that determines the quality of your, your physical health, that determines whether you're fat, lethargic, or whether you're lean and trim and full of energy, that determines uh, you know, everything. The caps, your financial caps that you play within, your habitual ways of perceiving the world, whether you look at the world as a friendly place or a, a harsh place, a negative place, a jungle where you have to fight to survive or a place where anyone can succeed. 
we all have these habitual ways of perceiving and looking at the world. There was this horrible experiment they did with cats where they took kittens in the imprint period where the neurology was firing off like crazy. They put them in an environment where they could only look horizontally. And then after the imprint period of their youth, they took them out of these boxes that they had them in. And sure enough, it became hardwired in. They could only look horizontally. They couldn't look vertically because that neurology had set in and people are the same way. You know, the eyes have to be trained to see our perceptions or learned perceptions. When Warren Buffett examines a financial statement for a company, he sees something different than you or I would see. He can look into that and he can see the possibility and he can see what's working and what's not because perceptions are learned perceptions. I'll use a metaphor for the martial arts. There's a, uh, a concept uh, called, uh, uh, it'll come to me here in a second. It has to do with sensory acuity. Um, but... If a, if, a, if a trained martial arts, or let, let's say somebody walks into a room and they see a table, they see behind that table is a chair, there's a cup of coffee on the table, they see that. Trained martial arts artist has a different situational awareness. This is what I was looking for. Different situational awareness. They walk in, they see a barrier in the desk, they see a weapon in the cup of coffee. They might, you know, they see it in a different way. And who we are as human beings, we've been trained to see and perceive the world in a certain way. We've been trained to have certain quality of relationships. We've been trained to have a certain cap to our finances. We've been trained, you know, a lot of people in my family, they're fairly thin when they're young, but they get really heavy and overweight when they're older. And that's like, get, it's passed down generation to generation, nature, nurture, whatever reason it's passed down. So unless we override the programming, unless we expand beyond what we've been programmed to do, we will forever play out those same patterns. And people sleepwalk through life stuck in those patterns. We're prisoners of our own mind. But once we recognize that we're sleepwalking and that we're prisoners, then we always say awareness is the first step to change. There's something we can do about it. We can expand beyond it. The human nervous system is redundant on a scale of three to one, which means you have three times the potential neurology you'll ever tap into, roadmaps to get you wherever you wanna go. The brain alone is redundant on a scale of 10 to one, which means you have 10 times the potential neurolo neurological connections you'd ever tap into, 10 times the potency in your brain you'd ever tap into. But most of it's going largely unused because the learning stops and it slows down after seven to nine because literally hardwired in, we have these patterns. And people say to me, Chris, doesn't it take 21 days to change a habit? And I say, no, not if you've got the right tools. Because if you've got the right tools, changing a habit is as simple as paving new neural pathways to take you to new places, right? And, and so then changing a habit. So even if you took a, the same road to, to work day in, day out for 21 years, if someone showed you a shortcut, you yeah. can take the shortcut just like that. That's and so when we've got new tools to pave the neurology, which is a lot of the personal development that I do is helping people pave new neural pathways for change. You can go to places you've never dreamed of, make more money than you've ever dreamed of, have better quality relationships than you've ever dreamed of, have better quality physical health. So if people say they've already learned, okay, uh, but you can, stay, you can stay playing the same game you've been, or like Einstein said, you can solve those significant problems by evolving your consciousness to a higher level. Personal development is about evolving to a higher level. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I talked a lot. You asked for something quick. I went real long. That was great, actually. I wouldn't take anything out of it. And I'm sure everybody watching and listening, they're like, 
Whew, I got a lot of stuff, a lot of good juice there. That's the, that's, that's the, that's the juice, that's the, the mojo that we wanted here. So that's good stuff. <laughs> Thank you for that. As a matter of fact, you know, it, it, the reason I asked that question is there's so many people, to your point, they're stuck. And the reason they're stuck, they think that, you know, whatever circumstances that they've known are what's determining their future. And that is, in, in my world, same thing. I don't believe in that. You know, you can turn and change anything you want. It's up to you. And you have a lot of offerings out there. There's so much stuff that you can learn from. I mean, you said books, seminars, this and that. But, but also, it's the willingness and the ability to actually see that you want to be better and take the steps that are necessary to get there. And, and people sometimes will blame the world, blame the family, blame the genetics, you know, for everything wrong. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's so much positive that can happen only by taking a quick turn. <laughs> like you said, it, it's just making that decision to make and be better. But you, but you don't know what you don't know. And it's kind of like, the, let, let's say somebody stumbles into a martial arts dojo, using our metaphors, right? Stumbles in and they go, well, I already know, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a street fighter. I'm a, I'm a you know, I know uh, what I need to know. Well, the, the master teacher knows that there's this student is at the beginning of their journey they may think they know what they need to you know they've been living they've been living their life they've been making it through life they've survived so far but is there more that can be learned there's many belt levels that can be learned there's much depth of knowledge and it's just the master can look and go yeah there's a lot more to go it's the same thing in personal development are there is there much more you could do you might be able to survive maybe you can survive a street fight but if you learned and you mastered it um, there's much more you can do. I can tell you right now, like I have uh, friends of mine that I trained martial arts when I was a kid and, and we both got our black belts, you know, uh, like when we were young. But when you start looking at training in jujitsu, that's a whole nother world. You know, the jujitsu players say, I am a shark. The world is my ocean. Most people can't even swim. And when you get on the ground, it's a whole new world. And, and that, that person who may be very well trained in one place may not be able to survive in this other place at all. And so you look at that and you go, well, that's the same thing in finances. That's the same thing in relationships. That's the same thing. And people may go, yeah, well, I've already developed. Okay. <laughs> right. There, but there's a lot more that we can learn. Well, that's well, what we refer to as cup full, right? I mean, you know, if you're already full, there's not much what I can give you. <laughs> right. <laughs> there's nothing else to put in there, right? So you got to keep some, some blank, you know, space so, so you can get more. But you, you, you I mean... It's, it's amazing how you, you stated about the, the guy that walks into a dojo. Actually, I experienced it myself. And, and I've actually referred to this concept you know, before, where when I did karate, I mean, karate is a good art. I mean, it's one of the main traditional ones. And I thought I got it. I mean, I was good at my kicks, punches, blocks, technique, well, katas, and all that stuff. When I discovered the world of ninjutsu, jiu-jitsu, aikido, that is, that is a whole different, you know, I literally felt that I was literally novice i had no clue you know knowing how to punch and a kick did not matter a lot <laughs> it's everything else that i had to learn and it was a whole different world that that, that opened up and until today i you to your point you're going to a BG, bjj you know con conflict i mean you need to know your stuff otherwise you, you you're right it's 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 the ocean <laughs> you get in there you're locked it's over <laughs> it's a different world my friend well, my dear friend and, and teacher uh it's, it's ron van cleef who's uh from chinese goju his, his, uh, if you remember Timac in the movie, The Last Dragon, that was Chinese go do that style. So Timac was his student. I'm, I've, I've got a secondary black belt under him. And he fought in the UFC against Royce Gracie. And 
he got out there and didn't even get a punch or a kick in and hoist took him down and won the fight in like 20 or 30 seconds and Rob Van Cleef the black dragon is seventh degree black belt uh you know actually I keep saying seventh I, he he's way beyond that he's uh you know he's grandmaster uh yeah. yeah he's he's been around the planet like he's he's serious he's probably 10th I would imagine but um uh after a certain point that those don't matter anymore <laughs> yeah it just doesn't matter right Shidoshi Van Cleef but he's um uh, but he's taking jujitsu now. So he got in there and he said, uh, he said, my grappling wasn't that great, obviously. Um, so, but now he's got a purple belt in jujitsu and he's proud of it. And here's this consummate learner. Here's a guy that to me is a true master is the person who's constantly going back in, isn't afraid to put on a white belt, isn't afraid to start over again. And that's the person who ultimately gains the most knowledge, has the greatest experience in life. And I think, and that's the beginner's mind, as you said, having your cup empty. And I think that, you know, my attitude is we got to be like that in life, because if we're constantly going into life, thinking we know it all, there's nothing more we can learn. But if we constantly go in with the beginner's mind, then the world is, you know, it's, it's a playground of learning. And uh, it's been said that the uh, uh, they, they said the, the learning shall inherit the earth while the learned will be very well equipped for a world that no longer exists. And so I think we always have to be uh, uh, learning. And when we take that attitude, we can make all the money we want. We can be in the best shape of our life. We can have incredible relationships, but it's the attitude that creates it. You're right. And, and you know, you, the key word is being learning and we never stop learning. I mean, yep. some people don't want to learn, and they again, they I'm, I got this, you know. No, you, you can you learn from everyone. I mean, I learn from my kids, I learn from people, I learn from anybody. I, I mean, every time I have a guest, and you know, to me, this is a, a super lesson and plenty of things that I pick up just from here. And I and and obviously the purpose on the show is to te to, to teach and share these knowledge. You know, people, you know, from all over the world, technically. And, and, but you know, there's no limits to what you can pick. And if you pick one item from one person every day and how many people you encounter on, on, on a day-to-day -day basis or on a weekly basis or monthly basis, you'll pick a lot of stuff. And that's beyond what you can do on your own. Uh, now with everything that we have, I mean, uh, you, you go to Google, I mean, forget about it. <laughs> you, right. can, you can pick any, any knowledge you want and do it. I mean, even YouTube, I mean, as funny as it sounds, you can learn from YouTube. It's a good methodology. I mean, I wanted to learn to edit uh, my uh, my videos and stuff, and you just have to go and punch there. They'll have a video to instruct you on any aspect that you need to learn. I learned how to do video editing from YouTube. You just punch in your specific questions, and it pops up, and you get videos. Sign me up. I did the same. <laughs> right. And, you know, and and you know, there are there are some there's some real good content in there. And again, it's it's really if you want to learn, there's plenty to learn. And it's, it's really a C, and we probably have a couple of drops of knowledge compared to the C, so we can pick a lot. Um, yeah, um, and I, I'm constantly learning. I'm taking classes, I'm taking seminars right now. I, you know, I was doing a bunch of improv comedy classes while in isolation. I started doing, just because I knew they would affect my speaking, they would enhance my speaking. And I took storytelling classes, and I took advertising classes and marketing classes. So I'm constantly pouring myself. What is personal development? That's it. You know, that person who says, I know it all, uh, that person's going to stay stuck. Um, but uh, we, we've got to constantly be putting ourselves in learning environments. Um, right, is this appropriate time for me to talk about the challenge that we have coming up? Yeah. Yeah. So we've got um, along those lines, um, we've got the, our, it's called our wealth propulsion challenge, which is a five-day challenge. It's free. So this is a gift. 
where we help you to gain, uh, to gain clarity around your true north, what you're really meant to be doing in your life and gain massive propulsion forward toward that, help you to break through your conscious and unconscious barriers to success, gain certainty in your dreams. Um, we've got this one coming up. And, and by the way, if, because this podcast may live in perpetuity in cyberspace, if, if, if you missed this one, the link will, it's a permalink. It'll automatically refer you to the next one. So you can come in, but we are, we do have one coming up very, very soon here. Um, I'll leave the dates off just so that we can make this podcast last forever, but uh, go check it out right now. Go to wealthpropulsion.com and you can sign up for that free challenge. That's wealthpropulsion.com. And that'll give you a, a free opportunity to learn, to grow, to expand your mind, uh, to create what you want. And I have another free link to another freebie for you is if you go to uh, speak and grow rich 365. So it's uh, www.speakandgrowrich365.com. You can get, um, I've got a, a free program that's delivered by email where every day, uh, if you're interested in the artistry of public speaking and amplifying your message, no matter what it is, both the artistry of speaking as well as the business of speaking, how to monetize your message, uh, that's a 365-day course. It's completely free as well. And that's at speakandgrowrich.com or speakandgrowrich365.com. And Christopher, these will be on the description of the show. So they'll be there. Awesome. <laughs> For the lifetime of the show. And, and it's not going anywhere. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Thank you. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm real passionate about helping people to unleash their potential. And, um, it, you know, for me, willingness is the most important thing. If somebody is uh, willing to change, that's it. And as you and I both know, there's different things that we can do to enhance our ability to succeed. And let me share with you another martial arts metaphor that you'll uh, love. So my instructor, Horian Gracie, and he was the brainchild. He created the UFC. That was his idea when he came over to UFC or when he came over to the United States. And when I was training with him, uh, he said, Chris, um, he said, when we, when we do jujitsu, and you could liken this to any kind of martial art, he said, when we do jujitsu, it's like playing a game of chess. He says, either one, and it's also, this is like life as well. So your business, your life, whatever. He said, you and I are playing the game of chess. What gives, uh, you know, either one of us can make the best moves to win the game. Anybody can win the game. He said, what gives somebody the ability to make better moves is when somebody can look into the playing board and think three and four moves in advance. Anticipate. That, yeah, where you can, you can know what's coming in advance. That's what allows you to make the best moves to win the game. So if I'm playing against a novice chess player, but I'm able to look into the playing board and think three and four moves in advance, I have a distinct advantage. So then the question becomes, what gives you the ability to look into the playing board and think three and four moves in advance? And that's knowledge and that's experience. Um, and so then the question begs to be asked, how do we get knowledge and experience? We can get real life experience, that's okay. But if we wanna have ultimate knowledge and ultimate experience, we'd probably wanna find the best teachers on the planet. We'd probably wanna get the best mentors on the planet. And we'd probably wanna get the best coaches on the planet. And, if, and we'd probably wanna attend the best seminars and read the best books. So we're saturating ourselves to increase our knowledge and experience. When you can surround yourself and put yourself in saturation environments where your knowledge and experience goes through the roof, that's where you have the best opportunities to win the game of life in every way, physically, emotionally, spiritually, and financially. So when we talk about personal development, we're talking about how do we, how do we massively enhance that? And then you look back and you look at 
You look at a guy like Warren Buffett, who just passed a $100 billion net worth himself. He would be the richest person in the world if it wasn't for, I think, Amazon that's up there as well, and Elon Musk. They're all right up there, but he just passed $100 billion. Um, both of his granddaughters have been through our programs, by the way, but um, he just passed $100 billion. And when you look at that, one of his earliest moves was to go into a mentoring relationship. He went and uh, he worked for Benjamin Graham, who was the grandfather of value investing. So he did an apprenticeship. Same thing with Sam Walton from Walmart, went to go work for JCPenney before he launched things. So when we can put ourselves in apprenticeship type uh, situations, what makes that so powerful is that it's a saturation environment where you're learning from the best of the best. You're able to play at a much higher level than you would be able to play otherwise. Mm -hmm. So saturation, saturation, books, seminars, education, teaching, the right teachers, the right mentors, and the difference between the teacher and the mentor, the teacher is going to teach us how to do something. The mentor is going to show us where they've already been. Sometimes the same person may play more than one role. But the mentors are like, here you've got the maze of life. And, the, and on the other side is treasure, the treasure that you want. There's many dead ends mm -hmm. that people will, can find themselves on. But the mentor has been there before. He's like, hey, it's this way. Or she's like, this way. You know, here's the map. I'm going to show you exactly how to get right there. That's going to save you years and time if you were to ever make it the other way at all. But some people don't make it because they think they've learned everything. So they don't find those mentors. They don't find those teachers. They don't find those guides. And then the coaches are the people that can look at who we are, how we're showing up, and they can see the weaknesses in our game. And they can help us to polish up every weakness until it becomes our greatest strength. It's hard to read the label from the inside of the jar. When we're stuck in a problem, all we see is the problem. And so we don't know what we, and so the coach brings out the best in us. And when we do all of these things that we say, there's no, can your life be a thousand fold more powerful? 100%. 100%. There's no doubt about it, but that takes personal development and it starts with an open mind. And that is actually a key word, open mind. I mean, you have to, otherwise it's, uh, again, if you close yourself to, to possibilities, uh, you know, it's, it's over. You just basically set yourself to fail from the, the, the get-go. But if you have an open mind and you have focus and you know where you want to be, again, the sky's the limit and there is no limit. I mean, there's infinity space out there, right? <laughs> to infinity and beyond. <laughs> you know, at least we don't know where it ends, but but that's the concept in, in everything. You can go wherever you need to be. And to your point, we don't even use, you know, enough of our, I guess, uh, you know, brain function. Potential, our potential. We use a fraction of our true potential. That's right. And, and But again, but there's a lot of stuff. So, I mean, ultimately, those seminars uh, that you have, right? The seminars, correct? Um, I, yeah, those are like the Wealth Propulsion Challenge. That one is a, it's a five-day challenge. It's a seminar type thing. Uh, that's at wealthpropulsion.com. And then the other one is a training online that teaches people how to amplify their message and get it out. But um, yeah, there, uh, and that's at speakandgrowrich365.com. But um, all of this stuff is just to help you become the best you can be. Uh, and and I think it makes, I think it makes intuitive sense to people when they really think about it even even our biggest naysayers when they, they they go well of course that's just learning of course and maybe they call it something different but um you know it makes intuitive sense it would be hard to argue with i think <laughs> no you can't well i mean but again common sense right right <laughs> common sense we have to yeah, have they, they say if you argue for your limitations they will be yours and there's a lot of people that will hold on to their limitations and stay stuck where they are in life that's for sure well sometimes that's fear yeah I think, I think that is really what it is. People are afraid to take that leap, you know, that just, what are you going to lose? <laughs> you 
you know, right. you're, you're already in a spot. I mean, the worst case, you go back to the same spot and you're good. And, you know, at best you move one step up and, and that's a, that's better than when you are today. So, but that's, that's, again, it's a, it's a, 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 a mindset, right? It's how you want to play it, how you think about it, but that's not for everybody. Hopefully if someone's watching or listening to these types of discussions, I mean, they can, they can see that, wow, the light is up there, you know, oops, I didn't think about that. Yeah, well, guess what? That's the purpose, right? We want you to actually think and, and take that, that next step. And that will help you tremendously. And one day you'll be like, damn, that was the best thing I've learned and the best show I have saw. Okay, yeah. You know what? That was the best link I was able to, to log on to. So, hey. And you got to put yourself in some scary situations sometimes. You know, I remember putting my white belt back on when I went in after I had a black belt and putting it back on for jujitsu. I also remember going, uh, a friend of mine, uh, she took me into these Thai boxing lessons, these private lessons, and boy, did they throw their kicks differently than I ever learned to throw my kicks, you know? And I, I was kicking the pad and I'm sure I looked like, I didn't look like a white belt, but I looked like a green belt or something, you know, like I didn't, uh, because they threw them so different, but potent, hard, you know? And I was in there, uh, it's like, wow, I, I might as well be starting again though. I did, you know, my, I had to check my ego at the door to go do that. And it was clear that there was, tons for me to learn on that front and um you know there's just there's just always more to learn when i went in to take salsa dance classes you know i was horrible um my way around that is i'll try to do privates wherever i can so i don't have to be in the group i, I can go through my early phases of learning with just some personal instruction and then i'll go in and, and then you're like, hey i got this <laughs> by the way there's nothing wrong with that that is if someone has fear or not sure how to proceed you start that way. You start in, in, in you know, the, the hiding concept, you know, privately, and then you start getting confidence and you move to the next step, like everything else. There you go. That's my, that was my strategy for sure, especially with the dancing, because I always sucked at dancing. And I, I remember I, uh, I pulled my groin in jujitsu. It was horrible. Like the, the, uh, I had the whole inside of my inner thigh turned purple. And I was like, oh my God, I've never seen anything like that. Um, I couldn't walk anymore, but I, and I knew I needed to stay physical, but I couldn't do jujitsu for a while. So like, what am I going to do? And I thought, okay, well, maybe can I move enough to salsa dance? Okay. So I started taking privates. I tried to do some group lessons and I just, I was, I was embarrassed. I didn't feel good. I didn't feel like I was doing it, but I'm proud to say that I didn't quit. I went in and I signed up for some privates and stuff. And then uh, after, I think it was about 10 lessons then I felt good enough to go into those, those other uh, lessons and stuff. But you know, there's things that intimidate me for sure. I mean, I'd love to learn some more of that type of thing. Um, and and there's, there's, I, I guess the benefit is, is that today there's so many different ways that we can learn. We can learn online. We don't have to, you know, some of our excuses, our reasons and excuses dissipate because you don't have to drive across town to get there. You can do, you can learn just about anything you want to learn online right now. It's right there in front of you. Um, you know, I, I looked at this whole isolation thing as being, I said, and this is what I was telling my classes. I said, if you can take this isolation and turn it into a you know, the, not, not a hibernation, but a, a period of a, kind of like that period where you go into the cocoon and you come out a butterfly. Uh, if you can turn it into a, a, a period of transformation uh, or, or incubation, like an in, you go into an incubator and you come out and you have new life that's, that, that arises. And so if you could take the isolation and hibernation and turn it into an incubation, uh, then who you are is so much more. Um, I remember at one point I hit a, a challenging point in my life and I had, I had built my company up to the point where we did a hundred million dollars in sales. I lost everything. And, um, 
a friend of mine at the time said, Chris, he said, did you, and I, I felt like I was in a prison, a bit of a prison because I was kind of under attack from an ex-business partner and there was just this negative stuff that was going on. And I felt confident to protect myself physically, but here I was dealing in the world of courts and dealing, and so it's a different type of self-defense you need in that sense. And um, because I felt like I wasn't succeed, I, like I was, I was kind of stuck where I was for the moment, this friend said, Chris, did you see the movie, The Count of Monte Cristo? I don't know if you, have you seen that movie? Oh. Oh, dude, you have to watch The Count of Monte Cristo. I will. Uh, yeah, the, the new one with James Carvizial. It was, you know, it came out a few years ago, but what, it's probably my all-time favorite movie. But in this movie, he gets falsely imprisoned and he's in there for 13 years. And while he's in prison, he's able to tunnel into another prisoner's cell who teaches him how to read. He did not read, teaches him how to read, teaches him how to write, teaches him how to defend himself with a sword. And so he learns all this stuff. So and that when he comes out, he uh, then turns into the Count of Monte Cristo. There's this transformation where he's able to, in the movie, wreak revenge on the people um, and, uh, and, and get his life back, reclaim his life, let's say that, because he had to let go of the need for revenge at some point as well. But he's able to get his life back and reclaim his life. But all of that was able to happen because he used those 13 years well, because that was a period of incubation where he was able to rise and like the Phoenix rising from the ashes. And I would submit to anybody that's listening or watching right now that it's, you know, here we go into a period of incubation, global incubation, global hibernation, and we're coming out the tail end of it, but we still got some time here. And the question is, what are you going to do with that time? And I would submit to you that the most important thing you could do is use this time well, so that when you come out, you're in a place where you can reclaim your life and perhaps make it more than it ever was before. Well, Christopher, I was going to ask, you know, a couple of words to end the show with, and you, you just did it. <laughs> did I do it? <laughs> I mean, I can't, I can't top that. I mean, that's, that's pretty solid. And I think I'll leave it at that. <laughs> You know, I mean, it is, it is powerful stuff. And you're right. I mean, folks have, you know, this whole period of time in, in, in this, this corona pandemic and maybe have actually done well with it, but a lot more haven't. And, you know, maybe it's still time to your point, And hopefully if they're watching this and get a little bit, sometimes you need that motivation, that, that little spark. And this could be the one. So, folks, as Christopher Howard you know, you're getting it from the best. I mean, he's good at what he does and whatever he's saying, take it to the bank. It's solid. Been doing it for, for I guess, over a quarter century. So I take that, you know, as a as a decent. Now it has to do with age. I've been there too. All right. Thank you. So thanks a lot. No, I get it. Thank you. <laughs> you know, I know where you're going there. You're like, <laughs> but you know, it's value. I mean, that you can't, you can't, time is important, right? I mean, that's, that's a lot of knowledge. I mean, uh, and and really, that's what we get in here. We get in the best of the best. So so, folks, if you're watching, uh, please check out the link on the description of the show and get the links to uh, the, the 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 wealth transformation. Right? That's yeah. Wealthpropulsion.com and speakandgrowrich365.com. Yeah, to the two. Programs. I will have that in 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 a good spelling, so you'll get the correct link. So you click on it and you go right in. Uh, but don't miss it. Uh, listen, you will learn something. Again, I think the best thing that you just said is free. So, hey, what do you got to lose, right? <laughs> so just test it out, check it out. And if you can learn from anything, stay in touch with Christopher. And, you know, there's a lot of stuff to be learned here. 
thank you, Christopher, for being on the show. I uh, I, I've learned a lot. I had fun. We related into a lot of different things here, especially with the martial arts analogies. Uh, but really, the, the business part of it is important because the concept you've shared with us in, in a very small time were very dense and concentrated and high dose. And I think there will be an immunization for us, you know, in this context of the pandemic, you know, to actually be better and we're stronger and healthier financially uh, and, and mentally speaking, right? So uh, thank you for, for, for the time. Uh, thank you for watching the iHealth channel and listening on iHealth Radio, Hurricane H here. We'll talk tomorrow at a different uh, time, different show, different guest. Ciao, ciao.